Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the You Can Do It Too podcast by Mamba Inspire. I am Mamadou Balde. I'm your host. The purpose of this podcast is to both showcase black excellence and increase awareness of the multitude of career possibilities out there for up-and-coming black professionals. This podcast will assist in breaking stigmas, barriers, and helping black students believe that they are smart enough to be future doctors, engineers, educators, and entrepreneurs. Ladies and gentlemen, we have this very special guest today here. Macy Joseph. Yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all. Well, my name is Macy Joseph. Mm -hmm. I graduated in 2018, May of 2018 from Howard University, mm -hmm. with a bachelor's in chemical engineering, and I now work at ExxonMobil in the mm -hmm. Global Projects Company doing process design. Amazing. So let, let's go back a little bit. Where did you grow up, and how, how was growing up for you? So I grew up, from, I grew up in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Um, been there pretty much my entire life besides mm -hmm. the one year that I evacuated for Katrina um, So I had two parents mm -hmm. grew up pretty much an only child. So I'm a mom's only child, but my dad was married before so mm -hmm. I have two siblings um, That are pretty much older. So I grew up by myself Okay, so was education an expectation for you or a privilege? Um, it was definitely an expectation for me. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents definitely set it up in my household to where school was my job mm -hmm. um, so like even during the summers my mom would always buy me like academic workbooks to mm -hmm. do during the summer so like even when I was in like sports camps and things like that she was still like doing math with me on the weekends and like teaching me things and even in college like they would not let me get a job they would uh, really like focus. we actually got into an argument one time <laughs> because I wanted to get a job and my parents wouldn't let me because they felt like school was my job and so I was fortunate enough to have them kind of support me through mm -hmm. all, all four years of college and throughout my life so very fortunate in that I was able to really focus on my education throughout my life mm. do you feel like you were missing anything yeah I feel like my parents did a pretty good job of trying to make sure I was well-rounded so mm. like even though I do feel like sometimes I was a little sheltered I don't feel like I missed out on anything mm. so my mom was an entrepreneur um, she owns her own business uh, she's a dentist and so a lot of I think when I was in seventh grade I started working at her office mm. and I would work every summer and pretty much if I was off from school, I was at her office if she was open. And so I learned a lot about hard work and ethic, um, mm -hmm. work ethics and things like that. And so I think that definitely carried me throughout my career. Wow. So how's that? So your mom is an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. uh, did that leave an impact on you wanting to go work for yourself? Or? Definitely. I think about that all the time <laughs> when I'm at work. Um, I eventually do want to own my own business one day, but mm -hmm. I don't exactly know what that is yet. Still trying to get kind of my technical background down until okay. um, I figure out what I want to do yet. But definitely my mom always inspired me. Um, she pretty much put herself through dental school herself mm -hmm. um, and started her own practice. And I think that's just amazing that like she really didn't have any help at all. And so I think that that kind of played a factor into how she raised me. Mm -hmm. um, she definitely wanted me to have a different experience than she did because she knows that like she would be so much further along in life if she had more help. Mm -hmm. And so I think she definitely admires that in me now that she sees like kind of how I was raised and how she raised me and she sees kind of like what maybe she missed out on in life. And I think she definitely pushed that in my life to make sure that I had a different experience. Mm -hmm. uh, your, your mom, what, what's her ethnicity again? Uh, she's black. She's black, okay. Mm -hmm. So you chose uh, HBCU. Mm -hmm. Looked like you did 
you look like you were a great high school student so you did good so oh, i'm sure you had, you, you had some <laughs> options so why did you choose an hbcu why did you choose howard um it's interesting because i did not want to go to howard <laughs> um so my dad went to tulane which is in new orleans it's a pwi mm -hmm. um and my mom went to xavier university of louisiana which is also in new orleans mm -hmm. and so that's an hbcu and so my mom kind of told me that she thinks she thought it would be better for me to go to an hbcu because pretty much my entire life i went to diverse schools mm -hmm. um i wasn't like the only black person but it was pretty mixed between asian hispanic white and black mm -hmm. um so i didn't feel like i was lacking any like diversity in my life and being able to deal with di like diverse groups of people so i didn't think like it was holding me back by going to an hbcu but it was definitely scholarship i got a full ride so okay definitely that was one of the reasons why i chose howard i actually got more money to go to xavier but i did not want to stay at home okay um i definitely wanted the bigger school experience xavier is really small um and i'd heard really good things about howard i didn't necessarily like the campus when i visited but i'm really glad that i went now hindsight is 2020. <laughs> <laughs> okay so what were some challenges that you face on hbcu uh, that you usually don't see in uh, pwr who um I guess people's characters. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I expected things to be different. Um, I mean, even though it's an HBCU, it's still pretty diverse. So mm -hmm. Howard has a lot of a large African community. We have a lot of Middle Eastern student students, and we had um, black students and other ethnicities. Mm -hmm. And I think just kind of getting lost in the Howard hype like your freshman year you come in everybody's like partying all the time and you want to join all these organizations but then you realize you have to like do schoolwork. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and i think um i had a lot of friends who i had already from new orleans who came with me to howard and then i kind of used them as a crutch mm -hmm. and then they all like made new friends and joined all these organizations and i realized like at the end of my first semester i was kind of by myself mm -hmm. um because I had a friend who literally got online for like a social organization her freshman year. And she was kind of like the only person I was hanging out with. Wow. And so isolation definitely causes you to grow. And I had to like force myself out of my comfort zone and get to know new people and things like that and try different things. So I definitely got closer to a lot of my engineering friends. Mm -hmm. And through that, I met more people and met more people. And it just kind of took me different ways. And I ended up with a lot of friends at Howard. But... I definitely struggled like my first year. I did not like it being away from, so far from home, it was cold. I wanted like gumbo and like mm -hmm. red beans all the time yeah. and like couldn't get it, but I had to find other ways to kind of. Wow, that's interesting. Cause in a place like Howard, you would think everybody, it's a small community, everybody mm -hmm. would come in. Why do you think uh, it was easy for you to be isolated from? I know one thing you said is about your friends moved out and got their own friends, but... Yeah, I think there are some people at Howard who are, don't have the best character. There's a lot of fake people there. Mm -hmm. um, it's a school of black excellence, and there, there are those kids who you hear about whose like, families all went to Howard, and now they're at Howard, and they have all this money and everything. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of people at Howard that are there with the wrong intentions, and you can definitely get caught up with those people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I recognized it. I recognized that from the beginning and I was just like, oh, this is just not for me because mm -hmm. I just kind of thought that everybody was kind of stuck up. Mm -hmm. um, and then I realized that you kind of just have to find your different people. Not everybody's like that. I see. Um, I think 
you know, you get, so like you make friends your first week, but those are not the friends that you stick with. And I think I got caught up with those people and mm -hmm. I thought that those were my friends and those were not my friends. Mm -hmm. And then I was kind of by myself and I had to refigure things out. And that definitely forced me out of my comfort zone. But yeah, there are some people there that <laughs> are not the nicest. <laughs> so you started uh, at ExxonMobil a year ago. Mm -hmm. How was that transition from uh, a HBCU to a corporation where you were the minority, black people were the yeah, minority? It was, it was definitely a struggle at first. Um, I think I struggled a lot more as an intern because I was only there for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I fully allowed myself to kind of get to know everyone. And I definitely regret that thinking back on it. Just now being, a, I was an intern rep this past summer. And so just seeing some of the other interns interact with each other, I wish that I would have taken more advantage of some of the programs mm -hmm. that I now help to put on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but now that I'm a full-time, I definitely realized that I had to think more long-term. Mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't just hang out with the people that I wanted to hang out yeah. with. Like you actually have to network and get to know people. And I mean, you'll start to learn the value in finding just genuinely good people and not like good black people that'll help you or things like that. But you have to genuinely find good people who mm -hmm. are interested in your well-being. And I think that's something that I'm definitely striving for at this point in my career. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just trying to, get to know people that was definitely a struggle at first but I had to force myself to kind of realize that like everyone's a person and it doesn't matter what their skin tone looks like right you right. know right uh, going to that was there any challenges uh, as a black woman that you faced uh, during I know it's been only a year uh, were you able to bring yourself all the time did you feel like you can always bring yourself to work yeah, it's funny because I went to a best event one time um, and we had a whole conversation about this and how people feel like they can't bring themselves to work. And I think after that conversation, I was like, no way, I definitely cannot. I definitely don't bring my whole self to work. And I, I still think I don't, but I don't. I think at that time, I thought that like when I pulled into the garage, I literally put a mask on mm -hmm. and went into work. And then I thought about it and I was like, no, I mean, I'm pretty much still myself. I think I'm definitely like a toned down version yeah, right. of myself yeah, 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 um but i don't necessarily think like i'm not myself i find ways to kind of be the corporate version of myself mm -hmm. Professional. <laughs> and not yeah and not like just wild and all the time <laughs> mm -hmm. um but yes yeah, i think as a even as a black woman it's a lot harder to bring your whole self to work because even like if I talk about my hair, like my coworkers are lost. Yeah. <laughs> like if I even tell them that like it took me six hours to do my hair on a Sunday, they're like, it, you what? Like you took half, <laughs> like half the day that you were awake doing your hair. And it's like, yeah, that's what my hair requires. Like, <laughs> and they don't understand that. So mm -hmm. there's always going to be that part of me. Like, no, I can't bring my a hundred percent of myself to work, but mm -hmm. I definitely think that it's the majority of myself. Mm -hmm. um, what is one key you think uh, is helping you be successful at, at Exxon? What one characteristic of you, maybe you learned it growing up or something that helped you fit in? Uh. Um, I definitely had to realize this when I was an intern and I re-realized it when I was a new hire mm -hmm. um, a little bit later just because I had more responsibility. But 
when you first come in to ExxonMobil, it's a really big company. Mm-hmm. Every company has their own, like there's companies within the company and every company has their own acronyms and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And it's really hard to feel like you're kind of drowning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely felt like that as an intern. I came into a project that was literally in the flux of like my function and high peak time. And I felt like I had a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. And I literally felt like I was drowning for the first month. Like I was a bobblehead, like my head was just on a swivel the entire time trying to figure out what was going on. But you have to realize that ExxonMobil hires the best people and you're there for a reason. Um, and you deserve to be there. You deserve that spot. Um, they put you in that position for a reason because they trust that you're going to do the work. Mm-hmm. And eventually your technical knowledge will catch up. So I think I, in the beginning, I spent a lot of time in my head thinking like, oh, I don't know enough. Oh, I don't know enough. But then I had to realize like, okay, no, just relax. Mm-hmm. Actually take some time while you're at work, kind of read up on what's going on and try and educate yourself and you'll eventually get to that point where you're actually on the same level as everybody, just conversationally speaking. Yeah, Um, true, true. So many people talk about how this is a, everybody know the oil and the oil and the, the oil industry pays well. Right, and people talk about people that works here talk about all the time that this is a good industry to work for. It's worth being here. What do you think make it worth being here in this kind of industry? I think just the fact that you're actually touching so many different people's lives. Um, I don't think I realized until I interned that ExxonMobil is like everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we make polyethylene and poly polypropylene, which go into plastics mm-hmm. that literally make almost everything that is in a grocery store today or most stores today. Um, And so even now, like when I'll see products and I'm like, it says high density polyethylene, I know what that is now. And I'm thinking like, I wonder if that came from an ExxonMobil feedstock or a product or something that we sell. And so that's one thing. And then also we're an energy company. So we actually supply energy around the world. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of countries like third world countries where, you know, their standard of living is lower because they don't have and access to energy like we do here in the United States. So I think it's really cool that ExxonMobil is really involved in the community mm-hmm. and we really get to help other communities wow. um, just advance. Yeah, I think many people, when they hear about uh, oil and gas industry, they just think about it negatively. Yeah, but, you just uh, think about cars yeah. and like all the pollution and things like exactly. that. But in order, yeah. yeah, go ahead. In order to fix global warming, I feel like we really have to, we really need it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, ExxonMobil's punchline is energy lives here. And it's, it's not oil and gas lives here, it's energy lives here. And yeah. So many different ways, not even just oil and gas. Yeah. So one of the main issues right now for black young men and female, especially in inner cities, is the idea that uh, they are uh, influenced by what they see on TV. And usually most of them do not have parents at home who can serve as role model as the, the kind of career they need to undertake. Usually they see uh, NBA star, NFL stars on TV and say, oh, I want to be the next NFL. That's how they get out of poverty. That's mm-hmm. what they are taught from when they are little. And uh, what do you think is the issue why many people are not aware of all the other career options? Exactly what you said, social media. <laughs> yeah. I definitely think social media plays a big part um, in what people see mm-hmm. and how they portray us. Even if you go out the country, the idea of black people in other countries are like ratchet, you know, gold teeth, you know, wild color hair, you know, because that's what they show in other countries. Um, so I definitely think that it starts with changing the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just comes with time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
money, activities. I like um, organizations like Nesby, um, things like that, because Nesby has the whole program of, uh, I forgot what it was called, but it's one of their recent initiatives um, where they were basically trying to put out a lot of media where they were showing engineers mm -hmm. and what engineers look like and how they actually look. And I thought it was really cool um, just because I never really saw like a black engineer when yeah. I was younger or anything like that. Um, Although I did have exposure to one, so actually one of my next door neighbors is a civil engineer and mm -hmm. he owns his own business in New Orleans. And I don't, even then I don't think I kind of like put engineer and everything together even when I was younger to kind of say like, oh, he was a role model. Mm -hmm. But I guess thinking back on it, that's still an influence mm -hmm. because I did see someone that was black and successful and he was an engineer. Um, so I think it just comes down with trying to change what people see. Did you tell you were going to be an engineer growing up or it was all No, like I actually wanted to be an anesthesiologist for most of my life uh -huh. um, until my junior year of uh -huh. high school. Uh -huh. <laughs> I had the opportunity to shadow an anesthesiologist that uh, my mom was friends with uh -huh. and I realized I hated hospitals. <laughs> I had to wake up super early to go and shadow her. Yeah. I hate mornings. <laughs> I hate yeah. waking up. It was freezing. I'm always cold. Um, and then for most of the day, she left me mm -hmm. with somebody that I didn't know. And I wasn't expecting that, but I guess I thought that anesthesiologist stayed in the room with the patient. Mm -hmm. And then you realize that no, like an, a nurse anesthetist actually does the work and stays in the room mm -hmm. with the patient during the surgery. And the anesthesiologist kind of just bounce around mm -hmm. all the surgeries, but the nurse anesthetist is working under your license. Mm -hmm. So if the patient flatlines on the table, you're still responsible and can be sued. Yeah. And my mom's a dentist, so she has malpractice insurance, and she told me about how all of that works, and it just sounded like something I did not want to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew I liked math and science. So I think my mom saw my face after I shadowed the anesthesiologist, and she was like, okay, let's get online, let's start looking, let's figure out like what you might be interested in. And so, like I said, I definitely appreciate my mom, because mm -hmm. she was always really gung-ho about making sure that I was okay. Mm -hmm. um, and she reads the newspaper a lot, so she would always see jobs for engineers mm -hmm. in, the, in Louisiana, because oil and gas, there's a lot of engineering jobs out here um, in the Gulf Coast. And so she was like, you should look into being an engineer since you like math and science. And so, really thought that it would be cool to work on like retail products that people get to use all the time even mm -hmm. though i still get to do that now just not like something specific like toothpaste or something like that but <laughs> that's what i thought i wanted to do um became a chemical engineer and ended up here <laughs> yeah do you think that uh, so for those those kids who do not have uh, parents or who parents are trying to work two jobs trying to bring put something on the table for them mm -hmm. who do not have the time to really tell their kids how to, what do you think they should go and get access to this information? Honestly, information is everywhere now. We have yeah. Google. Mm -hmm. So there's so many ways that you can get information now. I would definitely like go on YouTube yeah. and like search a channel of like a black scientist and see if they have videos or something like that or like yeah go read a book that's written by a yeah. black scientist there's a lot of things that are out there now i think this generation has gotten really caught up in social media and i think we have to get from behind the phones or mm -hmm. use them for something positive for something positive um which is why i love this because people yeah. listen to podcasts why not actually learn something yeah you know? the thing is m many many kids they that's, that doesn't come yeah. in their mind, right? They are yeah. motivated to go do what comes in their mind and usually it's not about, oh, what's going to be my life tomorrow because they're focusing on today. Right. And 
maybe if it is possible to get principal schools and stuff to bring this to right. students but but yeah you say it's a messy it's you a definitely messy have to make it fun mm -hmm. i would say that you yeah. know math and science isn't always the most fun thing to think about mm -hmm. as opposed to like art or something like that but yeah. There's ways to make it fun, and you have to find ways to do that. And so I was really involved with the Society of Women Engineers when mm -hmm. I was at Howard. And every year we would put on Introduce a Girl to Engineering Day. Mm -hmm. And so it'd be a full day. We'd bring in middle school and high school girls, and they'd come in. We'd do different engineering activities, and they'd rotate through all the tables, and we'd teach them about different disciplines. So mm -hmm. we'd always have, like, an electrical engineering topic. They'd, like, build an airplane. And then, like, all the chemies, we'd get together, and they'd, like, make lipstick or make mascara or something wow. like that. And so that was one thing I always loved doing. Like I ended up planning Introduce a Girl to Engineering Day one year and that was like one of the best experiences ever because it's just so cool actually exposing kids to mm -hmm. science in a fun way. Yeah, for that's sure. Like, that's like, that's the way you have to start. If yeah. you start the boring way, then you're just gonna lose them. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, uh, for sure. And there are kids, kids out there who, we, we are not telling people they have to do science or medicine, right? right? It's just, we are telling them that there are this also these there. options. There are kids who thinking who are good mm -hmm. in math but do not believe they can be engineers because right. they don't see people who are engineers or doctors. Mm -hmm. So they tend to get to go to safe measures that they believe they can do. Right. So what are some of the things that being an engineer allow you to do so early? Some Ooh. of the benefits that your job gave you? Like tangible ones. <laughs> yeah, your house. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I was able to buy this house. Um, I think I get a lot more freedom than I let myself believe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like, yes, you know, I'm a zero to five year employee at ExxonMobil, so I only get 10 days of vacation. Mm -hmm. But we have great programs like Flex Your Day. So mm -hmm. if need be, like I can work from home. Like I have a plumber coming by tomorrow. I'm working from home tomorrow afternoon. So it's like... You know, even though I only have 10 days of vacation, I can find other ways to kind of make my job work for me. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one thing I do like about ExxonMobil. Um, engineering allows you to get a lot of different experiences. Um, I've had two co-workers just visit Thailand in the past two months for business trips. Mm -hmm. um, got another co-worker about to move to Beaumont. I know somebody moving to Japan. A lot of the engineers that I interned with are in Madrid right now wow. for projects. Um, I know another in, I know another engineer who's in Milan right now in Italy so yeah there's wow. a lot of a lot of cool places that you can go visit a lot of cool places that you wouldn't think you would want to go like mm -hmm. ExxonMobil's in Papua New Guinea mm -hmm. which is a place where they didn't even have like an airport mm -hmm. and we went and built an airport <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's really cool I think that's really cool that we're able to do that yeah yes ma'am and one thing you talked about also I remember we talked about this is that Yes, you are working a job, a eight to five job around, even though it's not the same time all the time, but you are still able to use whatever you make to make your own money, to build your own empire. How do you do that? Discipline. Uh, mm -hmm. You definitely have to keep your budget, mm -hmm. <laughs> stay on your budget. So you make sure that you're saving the amount that you feel comfortable with every month mm -hmm. and just diversify, find different ways that you feel comfortable to making invest. money, investing, whether mm -hmm. it's stocks, whether it's a house, mm -hmm. um, 
whether it's buying shoes and flipping them like <laughs> it's whatever you're kind of passionate about and that's one thing I do like I like that my job allows me to kind of do what I want to do on the weekends mm -hmm. and afford it yeah. <laughs> like when I was in college I was always a broke out student and I wanted to go shopping but I couldn't afford it okay. but now like if my friend wants to go thrifting or something like that we can go and like I can get a bunch of stuff for like really cheap and it's cool mm -hmm. um definitely definitely opportunities being able to travel just having money to live mm -hmm. it's it's crazy yeah especially this young um i graduated and i was 21. Mm -hmm. started work and i was still 21. yeah so and you're 22 right now I'm 22 22 right now just bought wow. a house i don't have a lot of friends doing that right now that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> and no worries wow yeah that's amazing that's amazing uh so do you have any advice for that young let's say you somebody who you 10 years ago mm -hmm. who who's thinking about engineering who have done shadowing and don't like it who have done <laughs> this and that and really don't know what he what she want to do and do you have any advice for her i'll definitely just say talk to people mm -hmm. you have to find out what's out there um definitely talk to people don't be afraid to feel like you can't do it mm -hmm. I mean, nobody's done this before um don't be intimidated when you are the only woman in a room mm -hmm. or the only black person in a room or the only black woman in a room that's happened to me so many times at this point that i'm not even uncomfortable at mm -hmm. this point um and i think it's very uncomfortable at first mm -hmm. especially if you do come from an hbcu where you've around all these people who look like you mm -hmm. and then you come in and you have to like come in know your stuff you have to be professional and like Nobody's looking at you. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's looking at you um, crazy for how you're acting or anything like that. Um, so yeah. Wow. I'm gonna challenge you here. If there is one quote that you have for mm -hmm. uh, my audience, what would it be? What's your favorite quote? My favorite quote is a bird sitting on a branch is never worried about the branch breaking because its trust is in its own wings and not the branch. <sighs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mamba Inspire You Can Do It Too podcast. We have another special guest next episode. Make sure you subscribe to our channel to stay up to date. Our YouTube channel, we have a Twitter and Instagram for updates. Look up Mamba Inspire. Peace.